talk sports, cars, live, here we come. This show about to go, Jeremy Lee, get it done. This hobby is a lifestyle, bro. Y'all know. This hobby is a lifestyle, bro. Let's go. Best guests in the industry, you gon' see it tonight. We gon' keep up with this energy at Sports Cars Live. Y'all know it's a lifestyle. Y'all know that we live now. Welcome to another episode of Sports Cars Live and After Hours with your host, Jeremy Lee. Hi, here we go. Welcome back to the few of you that are here right now. You better be the ones that asked for this. So here we are, late show, after hours. And uh, I have a couple of things that I could kind of show you guys, talk about. I went to uh, I went to the local monthly card show today. It's uh, It's once a month. That's why they call it the monthly. And I actually bought a couple of cards there <clears throat> that I uh, I could show you guys. Picked up uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven cards today at the show. And uh, why do you feel bad, Tyler? You feel bad? Why do you feel bad? Because there's not enough people here. It's okay. We we're, they're they're starting to come in. We're getting more and more people right now. So don't feel bad. I appreciate it. What are you saying, Darren? I feel like the guys from SNL in the early 90s, the sketch where they argued over who was the one who started the wave, kind of feel like I started this after hours. Well, you guys did start this after hours, but we've got uh, we got 17 people in here right now, so it could be worse. I'm, I'm okay with that. Hey, Barry's in the house. What's going on, Barry? Good to see you, buddy. The thing for Barry is that he's on the, he's on the West Coast, so it's earlier for him. Bonus time says Buzzy. Hey, I appreciate it. You're welcome for the effort. Thank you, Eric. Uh, yeah, I really enjoyed that episode with Jeff. Uh, what a what a great collector. What a, what a nice guy. Easy guy to have on as a guest. That was just a really, a real relaxing, pleasurable show for me. I must say, must say. You're welcome, Jeremy S. Bullseye Cards. Good to see you. Tyler says, "How are the smaller local shows up here? All hockey or a decent mix?" It wasn't all hockey, but it's probably uh, you know eighty percent hockey. I would say the 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 show here that I went to today. I'm going to try and in my head quickly count how many tables there were. You had like 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, and then two rounds in the middle, another maybe 30 tables. It's a pretty small show, but it it happens. It's been ongoing for probably like 20 years now. It's the same show, 20 years running, um, once a month. They stopped it in the summer for a few years. I think she brought it back. It's a woman who organizes it. And uh, you get a lot of the same dealers every time, but you get some new ones mixed in as well. And um, so I'm going to just, uh, I'm going to show you the cards I got first here. A couple uh, well, Jeremy, love the shows with the collectors. So do I. Thank you. You bet, Tom. Appreciate that. Baz, what's up? Appreciate the bonus content. You bet. Darren, any tag updates? Uh, no, no real tag updates. Um, you know, we're going to be set up at the Vegas, uh, the Beckett Industry Summit in Vegas. There's a two-day card show, uh, September 30th, October 1st, and then a four-day kind of uh, B2B conference. We'll be there for the whole time. And then uh, we'll be at San Diego at the Union Marketplace show in Del Mar. Looking forward to that. Haven't been to, in, I haven't been to San Diego or Del Mar for like 15 years. Um, and we'll be, I believe, we'll also be at the, uh, at the Toronto Expo uh, exhibiting. So I'm looking forward to all that. What else we got here? Brad, welcome. 
Yeah, good. Happy to have you in the after show live for sure. Yeah, check out the show, the earlier show. With we went, we, I didn't think we were going to go as long as we did. I thought we were going to go for 90 minutes, which is kind of my new target for a show, you know, versus 120. We went for 125 minutes just now uh, with Jeff. Lots to talk about. So there's bonus footage in the early episode, too. You can look at it that way. Vintage Card Collector asks, are you starting to see more non-sport card demand in Canada? No, I'm not. But I will tell you that I don't see, you know, many differences overall between Canada and the U.S. card collecting outside of the fact that hockey, you know, kind of dominates. But the rest is kind of on par, I would say, with, with U.S. sales. YYC Vintage, you were at the ARC. That's the show I was at today. Did we see each other? Did I see you? Do I know you by face? Not sure. Chris C, collector here, wondering when bottom will actually be. Oh, I can. The bottom will be November 18th, 2023. Mark it. I'm obviously kidding. I have no idea, Chris C. No idea when the bottom will actually be. Thank you, Mark. I appreciate that. You were the first one to ask for after hours. So here we go. Justin says, I have no patience to wait for the bottom. Me neither. I just buy all the time. Darren wants to know, are tag slabs out in the market, slick slabs? Not yet. We will start to see tag slabs on the secondary market, I would say, uh, two weeks from now. Maybe two, three weeks from now, we'll start to see them out on the market. I would say that. And Darren reminds you all to pound the like button. Thank you, Darren. Appreciate that. So I'm going to show you the cards I picked up today at the uh, at the Acadia show, one of which I picked up a beast of a card today, guys. I picked up, and they're all hockey. So Hopefully get ready for, to see hockey. But um, I picked up four cards for my personal collection, <coughs> excuse me, and three that I bought just because I thought I could find better homes for them. We'll start with the cards I, I think I can find better homes for. All limited logos. One of them I already uh, offered to Mitch Grotman, but he passed on it, so it's available. That was this card right here. It's an 0506, the Cup Limited Logos, Pekka, uh, sorry, Tom, Thomas Vokun. Nashville Predators with a really nice five-color patch. And uh, the autograph's actually intact, which is rare for first-year cup. So this is like your 03 exquisite, but it's 05 cup, first year, limited logos. Pretty cool. And then from the same guy, I bought two more limited logos of uh, the other Nashville Predators goalie, Pekka Rene. Two different years, also really cool patches. The top one is the 1213, uh, and the bottom one is the 1112. Pecorine is, they're all, you know, he's the greatest goaltender to ever play for the National Predators. And I think he's got a bit of a cult following there, as I understand from listening to my guys, the 615 collector in their podcast. They are in Nashville and they like uh, Pecorine. So I picked these two up. Those were cards that I bought just to find new homes for. But the, I, that was a package deal along with uh, with this card that I got for my for my personal collection. I've never owned a card from this set before. But I got this one because elsewhere in the room were two other cards that were from the same set. And I thought, ah, if I could get all three of them today, maybe I'll pick them up and just have these three cards from this set. They're pretty nice. And uh, so here's the first one. It's from 1415 Upper Deck Premier Collection. And these are just simple uh, game use patch cards. They're numbered out of 25. So the one I got with those Nashville cards is the Yaramir Yager. You know, he's a legend, all-time great. Um, they're numbered at 25 back when he played for New Jersey. Yager has played for like, I think he played for every team in the NHL at some point. I'm exaggerating, but he played for like 
like a dozen different teams. So this is uh this is the first card, or this is actually, yeah, I bought this in the package and I went back to the other guy's table and I picked up these two right here. And these two are, you know, when, when you see, when you're at a show and you're looking in showcases and you see a couple of cards sitting beside each other and they're, they're like from the same set and they're both players that you would love to have cards of in your collection, it kind of entices me. I kind of fall into the trap. Like if, if I walk by this guy's showcase and these two cards were in opposite corners of the showcase, I might not have even decided I wanted to buy them, but he had them beside each other. And I thought, what a great pair. And so, you know, we've negotiated a deal and I came away with these two cards right here, Alex Ovechkin and Sidney Crosby. These are game use patches. Again, they're from 2014, 2014 Upper Deck Premier Collection, both out of 25. So I figured, you know what? I saw these. Then I was at the other guy's table and I saw this and I said to myself, all right, if I buy this, I'll go back and get try and get these two. And the guy that had this, whoa, 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 don't fall out. Didn't follow the guy that had this card had like probably 10 more cards from the set, but none of them were of players that I really wanted to have. So I just left them. I thought I'm just going to pick up the players I really like and want. So I grabbed these three cards today at the show for my personal collection. I've never had cards from this set before, but Hey, like I said earlier with, uh, with Jeff, you know, you can uh, always find new cards to collect, especially if you just love cardboard, which I do. So and then the big one for me, this is a kind of a funnier story. So I walk up to a booth. It's actually the same guy that I bought this card from in the in the National Predator Limited logos. I walked up to this booth and I see a collector there who I know. Name's Mike. And, uh, and he's at the booth and he shows me what he had just got from this vendor. And... And he made a trade with a vendor and he walked away with a few with a couple of cards. And he showed me these two cards. And I'll show you one of them because I ended up getting one from like three minutes after he got it. Anyway, I'm looking at these two cards I'm like, oh, my God, he had these cards. Like, I wish I I wish I got here a bit earlier and I saw them because I would have made a play for those cards because they're just awesome cards. And I was kind of like, you know, kind of kicking myself that I wasn't there earlier to get it. So I said to him, I go, would you let one of them go? And he bought he bought it was the same card twice that he bought. So I said, would you let one of them go? And he said, well, you know, I kind of wouldn't mind holding on to it. Maybe use them as trade bait later. I said, well, you know, he told me what he gave up for it. So I kind of knew what he was into him for. And plus I saw the price tag that the vendor had. It's still in the card. I said, can I make you an offer? He goes, sure. I said, okay. I put a number out there. It was, it was higher than the price tag that the vendor had. And I know that, that this guy got it for less than that. So I made him an offer and he just kind of put out his hand and accepted the offer. And I walked away with this. I love this card, you guys. You're going to love it too. I walked away with this bad boy right here. This is a Steve Iserman Cup Tribute, RPA Tribute to the 0506 design with a stunning, stunning bold autograph. And a very nice two-color, which is the most you can get patched from, from a Detroit Red Wings piece. And uh, with some nice uh, nice detail to the to the patch itself from the, the wing of the Red Wing, the wheel and wing piece. So this is out of 10. Um, I couldn't believe I got my hands on this today. I've kind of been on cloud nine all day because of this card. 
And I really just want to thank Mike, who I bought it from three minutes after he acquired. Now, he acquired two copies of this card. Believe it or not, there's only 10 of these in existence. And this guy had two of them here in Calgary at the at the Acadia Rec Center show. And uh, I was able to buy one off of Mike. So, Mike, if you're watching, man, thank you again for this. What's funny, though, is that it, we came full circle because... He sold me this card somewhat reluctantly, but he still had another copy for his PC. So he collects Red Wings. So he was pretty happy about that. But later on, well, later on, 10 minutes later, he said to me, hey, if you're ever going to break up that buried treasure set you have, I'd like, I'd love to make you an offer for the Datsuk card. I said, well, actually, I sold the first card from that set yesterday. I sold the Marc-Andre Fleury. That is on its way to a new home, to a great collector. I said, so I've broken up the set. So the Datsuk's available. So we made a we made a deal. Well, actually, we he made me an offer. I, I said, I want to think about it. So I went home and I thought about it. And then I, I phoned him up and I said, Hey, I'm I'll, I'll take I'll accept your offer. And so I met him like I met him five, 10 minutes later, and we did the deal. And the funny thing is that it's, you know, basically I ended up trading away that card for this card, even though the money went from me to him and then him to me. Um, it was just kind of nice. We both ended up with really great cards for our personal collection, somewhat of a somewhat of grail type of cards. I mean, you know, we use that term loosely now, but uh, so maybe grail is not the right word, but just, you know, cards that we really want to have. And um, I know I've been talking about this card now for like five minutes, but I'm, I'm gushing over it as I look at it on the screen like you guys are right now. I mean, look at Stevie Wise autograph number one. It, it's just, it's a, it's beautiful. He's not messing around. He puts the 19 at the end of it, right under the Y and under the N in Iserman. Beautiful patch, beautiful design out of 10. I mean, this is what cards are all about right here. All right. And this is the Mark Andre Fleury from the Buried Treasure set that is about to find its way to a new home and a home that I couldn't be happier to place this card into. And that's going to get shipped out by, uh, by Tuesday on its way to its new, very, very happy and proud owner. All right. That was my day at the card show. Those were my pickups. And I'm going to uh, go to your comments now and see what you what you have to say about that. Where are we at here? Oh, Mitch says the bottom was decades ago. True. The Renes are awesome. Yeah. JP, hey, it was nice meeting you too, JP, at the show. And your little boy was a cute little kid you got there, buddy. Very nice. Very nice to see you. Thanks for introducing yourself. Chris says, the price of Topps Chrome is just bonkers. I think I'll wait for update. You must be talking baseball. I can't speak to that, Chris. But uh, if you're going to wait, I'm sure it's the right move. Thank you, Chris, on the nice cards. Tyler says, you always grab such great patches. Either that or Upper Deck just does it better than Panini and Topps. Well, hockey produces the best patches, like by far. Hockey... I'm just going to say it. Hockey cards are the nicest cards in the sports card hobby. By far, bar down, no doubt. But that's that's by virtue of the jerseys, you know, the and upper upper deck just makes the nicest cards. I mean, they they just make a they make a nicer card in my opinion. Mitch says Yager PSA 3 now after I almost drop it out of my hand. You're right. Brad says, I just spend my budget on my collection each year and don't worry about it. Rarely a five-year period where anything is down. Yeah, exactly, Brad, exactly. 
Mark says at the California show, how did hockey sell both vintage and modern? Did a lot of dealers bring Gretzky in a Kings uniform? Which team were more of? So there was very little hockey at the Burbank show. Um, very little. But there was some. There was some. Um, I found a few really nice cards. I don't remember if I picked any up, actually. I don't think I picked up any hockey cards at Burbank. And I just can't really answer the rest. It, it, you know, it was all Gretzky, McDavid, Crosby, Ovechkin, that kind of stuff. Darren says, Jeremy, when you're buying your raw stuff, how closely are you examining them? Never know the etiquette with that. Yeah, so not very closely, to be honest, Darren. On these patch cards, I'm more concerned with the with the patch and the and the the this aesthetics of the card than I am the condition. Um, yeah, I'm not that concerned, to be honest. Even even with the Iserman, like with this card, the condition. I we basically agreed to the deal that I said, hey, do you mind if I look at the condition just to make sure there's no like crease in it or something? And he's like, no, of course, go ahead. And I looked at it and I noticed at the top left corner. And you're not gonna be able to see it very well, but this corner here, it, it's not perfect. But I was like, it doesn't matter. It doesn't even matter. I, I I just want the card. So. Um, if you're buying a raw Gretzky rookie or a raw Jordan rookie, then condition is of utmost importance. But with these rare cards, you, you know, it's about having the card for me, uh, a nice autograph, a nice patch, way more important to me than condition. Chris says, still have my 79 tops hockey packs put away. That's cool. At some point, I'd like to get authenticated if we can get a more reputable company. There really isn't a more reputable company to do it. Um, I mean, even... You know, uh, Steve Hart and Baseball Card Exchange has had some some um, un unfortunate headlines lately, but he's still the leading authenticator. You know, he got it. He 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 did. He 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 got it. He made a mistake with a Pokemon. Well, a big mistake with a Pokemon case. Something to do with a Fleer eighty six basketball box. But I mean, we hear about the worst, right? What about the? And I mean, I mean this. What about the? You know, thousands of other items he's authenticated. Um, I don't think we can assume that they're all bad because two or three items have come up to be um, to be bad. I mean, every every company that is uh, that is in the authentication and grading business um, has made and will make mistakes. It's just it's just par for the course. Thank you, Carl Daly. I appreciate that, Eric. Thank you. I agree. Thank you, Brad. Chris Straub says Eiserman about to build a super team too. That would be pretty cool. Says pre very pretty penmanship on the Stevie. Yes, it is. Thank you, Chris. Sancho says that would look great in a tag holder. Well, of course it would, Sancho. Of course it would. As soon as we can slab these uh, these thicker cards, um, you're going to see me showing a lot of my cards in tag slabs because they just present the cards nicer than any other slab does, at least in my opinion. Chris is just trying to figure out when to pull the trigger on a big vintage card. Yeah. I don't know. That's tough, Chris. I, I just I, I decided a long time ago I'm not ever going to try to time the market. If I buy, if I want a card and it's the right and I like the price at the time, I'm not going to wait. Because if I'm going to wait, I'm probably going to end up having to pay more. If I don't wait, I'm you know I might have to pay less. I just you can never get it right all the time. It's pretty much impossible. Carl Daly, I love how the cup looks on that flurry. Well, that's because this is an actual cup in there. There's an actual like 3D piece of metal. That is that is in there. This card is heavy because there's a big chunk of silver in it. So it's not just a, a, a picture. It's actual metal. Darren loves the loves guys who take the time to do a nice auto. You hear Coach K spells out every letter. Yeah, same here. Definitely. Carl Daly, my pickup this week was a 1966 Tops Gump Worsley PSA 5 All-Star Y. It has hob, it has Bobby Orr on the back. 
also his rookie year was only $92. Not bad for a rookie year or that's really cool, Carl. I wasn't aware of that. That's really cool. Really cool. Jake, we don't, I'm not doing after hours all the time. I understand you forgot, but good to have you back. Todd says beautiful Otto Iserman compared with most current players that are terrible. No doubt. Baz says, did you sell the flurry to one of the guys from the essential credential podcast? He's a flurry super collector. Bingo. That's exactly where that card is going. Mitch says, I always say I don't care about the condition unless there's something obviously distracting. Yeah, that's a good way of saying it right there. If there's nothing that's really taking, a, you know, that's really drawing your eye to it, like a crease or a bend or some some paper loss or a, <coughs> or a bad scuff or something, for sure. Or, of course, my, my, my least favorite is the faded autograph. I do not want any cards in my collection with faded autographs. I mean, unless they faded it while they're in my possession. I still don't want them, but I'm I'm probably never going to buy a card on the secondary market with a faded autograph. Mike Petty says, needs to be a PSA 10, one of one, and have 16 names on the card. Don't know what that's about, Mike. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, I know we're talking about a few things. Uh, Sancho says, can computers grade packs? I don't think yet. I would have to say not yet, but uh, I don't see why that would be outside the realm. I know that uh, tag technology uh, could get there for sure. Jake says, I bought two boxes of Topps Chrome at pre-sale thinking the top rookies would be in it. Sounds like Topps may have not put them in there. I did hear something about that on Twitter. JP, I have a 2014 Marc-Andre Fleury Premier Gold Spectrum out of 25 if interested. Thanks, JP. Uh, the the vendor there had one too. I passed on it. Um only looking for like the for for when I go into a new set like that, I'm only looking for like the top five or six players or three even. I might be done. I might be done. So thank you for the offer, but I'm I'm just not interested. Tyler says Steve Hart and BBC are still the best at what they do. Yeah, I think I definitely agree with that. Mistakes happen. Probably should have stayed away from that Pokemon though. Definitely agree with that. Jeff Hart says, I need some tag slabs ready for my first submission. Awesome, Jeff. Can't wait to see what you sub and how they come back. I know they're going to look great because they just they just will. Uh, Mike Petty saw Gump Worsley play for the Minnesota North Stars. So that you're aging yourself there, Mike Petty. And Mark Santucci says, do you have any Maurice Richard cards? I heard that his newest card with a tiny crease starts out at 150. Is this correct? I just don't know about his new. I don't know what his newest card is. Um, I have a copy of his rookie card. It's 51 Parkhurst. And it's a, it's a, to me, it's like a, probably a top, it's definitely a top 20 hockey card of all time. Uh, as far as, you know, Hall of Fame rookies kind of thing goes. Maurice Richard is an all-time great. Jeff Hart says, what is your favorite modern hockey card? Oh, man. I don't know. My favorite modern hockey card? I don't know, man. I mean... I picked up a pretty sweet dual patch auto from the cup of uh, Crosby and McDavid earlier this year. Uh, that one, I mean, this is up there. I love this card. This is one of my favorites as a, you know, definitely. So um, I just, I just, uh, I, I can't answer that Jeff on, on the fly here. You're catching me off guard. Will tag be hiring Elon Musk? Well, okay. So Elon Musk did apply for a job with tag. And we're just we're just going through references and and that kind of thing right now. So we'll we'll definitely see if he's gonna make it through the through the process. Peter Chow says, <clears throat> any hint at when Tag will be grading auto cards? Is it near the top of the list? So yeah, pack pulled autos are near the top of the list. We actually we and we talked about this the other night. 
So listen, everything anything I say here, you cannot stick me to because these things can change. We are we are a startup. We are going through. Uh, there's a lot a lot of lot of priorities that we want to be able to address, but we think that adding pack pulled auto cards uh, within the 2000 to to like 2022 range is something that we can do, hopefully, quickly. That's that's all I can say because I just don't know exactly. Justin says, best to keep Elon as a silent partner. Thank you. We will take that advice under advisement. Jake's Toe says, what's the average grade coming out from TAG? I don't know the answer to that. Unfortunately, I am not. Uh, so as you know, I'm working remotely. I'm in Calgary. I'm not at the office. And I'm not really keeping up. And I'm not getting reports on these things. So I just don't know. Um, so I can't comment. That's okay, Jeff Hart. That's okay. Totally. Brad says, how dare you say Marc-Andre Fleury not a top five or six player? Yeah, and he might be a top five or six player from that set. I don't know the checklist. I saw a Bergeron too. That I, The problem with that, with, with, with this particular set, when I did see a whole bunch of cards in, in the one vendor's box where I found the Jagger, so I'm talking about this set now, the problem with this set is that there's so many players in it that are meaningless to me, like guys that didn't make it, all these sorts of things. So um I'm only, I might be done with Ovechkin, Crosby, and Jagger. I'm not sure who else I would even want to add to it. Um, I'm sure there's a couple other guys. I have to, I haven't even looked at the checklist, so we will see. Thank you, JP. Appreciate that. Uh, Jake's Toe, still no tag grading from the 90s. Uh, correct. Uh, you know, similar to Pack Bold Autos, we think that we're going to be able to do the 90s relatively quickly. Um, it's not, it's not so much a grading issue. It's that there's a lot of, uh, there's just a lot of counterfeits out there from, you know, the 90s um, inserts in that. There's there's just a lot of that there. And uh, I don't think we want to have an exclusion list. I know that HGA had an exclusion list. And I think that was probably the right decision for them at the time. Um, we'd rather find a way to authenticate uh, those that particular genre of cards because they are very, very unique. So we're not going to get into those, but we might... Maybe we do do an exclusion list. I don't know. I, I can't speak on behalf of the company. I'm just one person there. So uh, we'll have to see. You got some 90s basketball waiting to be graded. Just hang on. Hang on, please. Uh, there we go. There's Matt. Well, so Matt, yeah, I just I just talked because Matt, you kind of were the, you, I broke up the set because of Matt here, because of the essential credentials. And here's your card, Matt, right here. Um, so I broke up my set to sell Matt this card. And then as luck would have it today, I sold the second card from the set because I ran into somebody. So for you, Matt, I ran into a guy who wanted the Datsuk and he knew that I, he said to me today, he goes, if you're going to break up the set, I'd be interested in the Datsuk. I said, well, I actually just broke it up. Like I just sold the card today. So, um, yeah, <laughs> there you go. And welcome to the show, Matt. Trevor Gates, good to see you, says, I've not been able to find any tag for some. Yeah, you won't. There's nothing out there yet. Uh, you'll start seeing cards on the secondary market, as I said earlier, probably within a couple of weeks. Um, that's when they'll start to appear, I would think. I mean, because we're still, we're still, all the early bird packages that we sold are still being processed. They're going to start to ship out next week. Uh, Aries Nunez, when will tag start grading acetate cards? I already know they'll look amazing at slab. Yeah, acetate poses a different challenge than other ones because they're see-through and the see-through the see-through is what poses the challenge for for the technology to get there so it's on our list but it's 
not as high. I'll tell you, it's probably not as high as pack pulled autos, uh, some TCG, uh, and maybe even thick cards. But again, I don't set these priorities. I put in a vote. I express what I like and what I think. But again, I'm only one one of a committee of people that are making these decisions for tag. Darren says, is the label on tag slabs laser etched in a way that it can be felt on the outside or is it sealed inside the slab? Yeah, they are sealed inside the slab. Here is a tag slab right here, guys. And what I can tell you is that <clears throat> this is actually white ink. It's not laser etched. It is, it is printed on the inside of the slab. And so that's what you see there. It is not laser. I've seen people refer to it as laser or etched. It's neither. It's it's ink printed, but it's a special ink, and it's nothing's ever going to happen to that. I can I can promise you that. So there you have it. Sancho says, "Does the computer know if a card is real or a or a reprint?" Uh, basically, yes. The computer does know if a card is real if if it's a known counterfeit. So. Not all counterfeits are known until you know a card is counterfeit. I mean, there's obvious ways to tell, but if a card is the exact same as, if a counterfeit is the exact same as the original, because they use the exact same ink, the same stock and all this, unless there's a tell, it's impossible to really know for anybody in the world. So um, if it's a known reprint, then yes. Jeff Hart says, one of your favorite Gretzky card that's not as rookie, that would be, that's easier, Jeff. That's the 09 Exquisite. Uh, Rookie Patch Auto Tribute. That would definitely be uh, be the one right there. Anthony Dora, 68 here. Everyone asked for it and just and just five likes. I'm not, I, I don't, I don't go uh, asking for likes all the time. Um, but so I don't really it is what it is. But thank you, George. I appreciate it. Uh, the comment on that. Uh, I know a good friend who would love the Broder. Yeah, Matt. I, again, I'm breaking up the set, but I'm not selling all of them. I'm, I'm selling cards that I don't necessarily want to keep in my PC. And I, I, I think the Brodeur is in the pile that I want to keep. But hey, have them reach out to me. You never know. You never know. Uh, and you're welcome for selling you the, the Flurry. I, I, I love that it's going to a great home, Matt. Uh, Albert, yes, I do have the I have the whole set. I have the whole set now minus two cards. <clears throat> Mitch wants to know, is Tag reach out to eBay about getting a subset for graded cards for Tag Slab? Seems like it would be really hard to search for them. And Yeah, we're talking to everybody right now. And uh, yeah, we're we're hoping to get Tag uh, listed in the dropdown when you're listing on eBay, along with all the other grading companies. And I think that's just a matter of time before, uh, before they add Tag to the list. Uh, yes, our slabs are scratch resistant. I believe. I I believe I shouldn't say that so confidently. I believe they are. I believe I I believe they are. Yeah, yeah, here we are, Joe. They asked for it. We got over 70 people in the room right now. So I guess uh I guess there's there's uh hey, just welcome everybody. I'm glad you're here hanging out with me. Bring on the questions for sure. Larry Morris says, Jeremy, saw you live. Want to say hi and thanks for the info on tag. I went through a 10-card sub this past week, still in verification, but happy with the process. Thank you for all you do. Larry, thank you so much for uh, for giving Tag uh, an opportunity to to win your trust and your and your 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 being a customer of ours. I'm I'm grateful for that, and uh, thanks for stopping and saying hi. Sancho says, "Look how many likes we're up to." I can't see how many likes we're up to. You guys have to tell me. I'd have to go to put on YouTube to see. I can't see it from my from my Streamyard studio how many likes we have. So, 
but I appreciate you guys uh, calling out for them uh, on my behalf. That's really nice of, of, of you guys for sure. Here's something we can do, you guys. Here, well, I don't know if I can do it. I want to bring the founder on. I'm just because it's on my desk and I'm I'm at the end of comments. I don't really have that much to talk about, but you're all here. So I'm going to show you guys a product that I don't know very much about, but I do know that I met the uh, the founder of this company. It's called Cardsmiths. And uh, he actually owns a toy business. I forget where he's out of the US somewhere. Pretty successful toy company. And, uh, I'm, and I met him at the National because... He was friends with a with a, uh, the sports the, the the sports card messiah. He goes by on Instagram. His name is Jay. He introduced me to the guy that that owns this company and put out this product called Currency. And apparently, there's like redemptions in here for actual cryptocurrencies. Apparently, there's a uh, hey, there's Drew. Yeah, Drew, you know this because so this is funny because uh, here, let me just get to it. Drew. I, I got to show Currency to know you're in here, buddy. Anyway, good to see you. Um, I'm gonna. Just go to more comments. Jordan Riker is back. Good to see you, man. It was good seeing you in Burbank, too. I will be at the Vegas Industry Summit. I will be at the Del Mar show, the, the Union Marketplace show as well, and the Expo. Every man has his price regarding my brodeur for sure. So Drew Herndon, the DH, does breaks for uh, for vintage breaks. Um, I believe, Drew, I believe you're a brand ambassador for currency, and you really like this product. So the founder gave me this at the national and I'm going to have him on the show to talk about what he's doing. Cause he's a super good guy. Nice guy. Just a really nice dude. And, uh, and anyway, I want to see what this is. So, so uh, let's see, let's see what else we have. So Drew says amazing product. This one did the first break of it for them. Amazing stuff. Yeah. I saw what you did there, Drew. And um, I haven't opened this. I'm waiting to open it. I'm waiting to open it. But what else do you say? Uh, absolute amazing product used to so you're not breaking uh with you're not breaking with Layton anymore is that what you're saying that's uh hope curious what you're what you've moved on to 24 likes the same amount of cups we have yeah them you must be talking about the Montreal Canadians good job man good job 24 of them ah so Drew's gone off on his own to to break solo well congratulations Drew congratulations to you man that's uh that's good to hear Darren says, let's do some pack opening or at least some chewing of vintage gum. Y'all remember Jeremy doing that a couple months ago. It's funny. I had those packs of um, Three's Company cards and I had the gum. I had a stack of it. It's been sitting here for months. I actually just threw it in the garbage like two days ago thinking these things are just horrible. I'm not going to, uh, I'm not going to, I'm not going to, but I do have a vintage pack. I will open with you guys right now. So give me one second like, as I grab this one thing that I can actually break. I'm coming back. I'm coming back. Okay. So I have one pack of 89 Opichi hockey. I'm not opening the 61 Fleer Jake's toe. I am not opening up the pack of 61 Fleer ever, ever. Thank you, Drew. I appreciate that, man. I'm, uh, Really excited about what I'm up to now. So thank you so much. Chris says he can open up some 87 tops baseball and can chew. I would chew that. I'm going to chew this gum tonight. I'm going to chew this for you guys. <laughs> we want, there's gum in here, buddy. There's gum in here. I'm not eating gum from 1978 anymore, but I'll eat a pack. I'll eat a piece of gum from 89. What's that? 30, 35 years old. 
Sackett Garcia. That's what we're looking for is the, the Joe Sackett rookie card or the, the Theron Fleury or the Brian Leach. I'd be cool with any of those. So let's uh, let's open this pack up here. It's in a sleeve. It's got the old uh, the old locker for putting your cards in from back in the day, which I actually have one of these. I'll show you guys this. I have one of the original lockers. So this is what you see on the back of that. How's that for cool? And this is in really nice shape. These uh, these were you know owned by kids and and just drawn on and tossed around, thrown in closets. This is actually a really nice, you know, they'd write their name, address, city, and province in here. This was the Canadian version. So this is pretty cool. I'll open it up so you guys can actually see what's inside of this thing. There's nothing inside, but this is what it looks like. I don't want to be too rough with it, but there's a slot in it, and it has all the teams listed. And tells you where to put them in the box. So this is one of the first kind of, you know, shoe boxes that were ever used for sports cards. How cool is that? Even by division. The Adams division, Patrick, Norris, and uh, Smythe down there under my finger. With the Winnipeg Jets at the bottom. That was my original team. Hey, look at the bottom there. Winnipeg and Calgary, my two teams. So put this guy back together. And they're really cool display pieces. But that is what you could get if you sent away with enough packs. So before I open it, quick comments here. 87 is 35 years old, so vintage it is by now. I'm with you on that. Good luck getting the Sackick. Thank you, Brad. The pack is cool. Daniel Marowal, rookie. He was my favorite as a kid. He has cards in a set that just came out uh, in some product I saw, which really surprised me. He's kind of like a, was it maybe it was Mario Marowal, actually. Darren says, and that's why this is the best YouTube channel ever. Thank you, Darren. I appreciate that. Drew has memories of it. Brad says, I had a baseball locker, but mine was vinyl. Like that card, like the, yeah, that card one is so cool, man. It's so cool. They should make things like that again. Wouldn't that be cool? They, who knows? Maybe they, you know, it might be ultra pro to do that or whoever makes the cardboard boxes. Thank Yeah, cool. Missed the Norris division, huh? Yankees fan says that box. All right, let's open up the pack. Let's open up the pack. And I'll try not to rip the wrapper because some people collect these. I have a buddy who uh, who likes these wrappers locally. Uh, Brett, I'll give this wrapper to him. Try not to do any damage to it. Seems to be opening up pretty. So first thing I notice is that the back card. So, you know, we complain about cards coming out of packs damage. Look at the back card here. Look at that right there on the edge. Can you guys see that? It's got like a look at that. Look at look at that. It's got a whole edge issue right there. Anyway, Tom Curvers of the New Jersey Devils. Oh, so the piece with gum on it's actually one of the rookies from the set. Not one of the better guys, but in the day, this guy had this guy had a some hobby love at one time. Craig Janney, Boston Bruins. So let's see if we can take the gum off of here. Oh, yeah, it's coming off pretty nicely. Wow, it's sort of stuck here. Okay. So <laughs> wow. Look if you I hope you can see the look at the look at what it left on the card. It's almost like water stain. There's a good view of it right there. That's what's left on the card from the gum. You can sort of see the whole shadow from where it was for all these 30 years. 
Let's see what happens here. Well, yeah, it's just disintegrating my mouth. <laughs> just chew the card, too. That's hilarious. All right. It's like disintegrating. There's nothing. There's nothing left in my mouth. Yeah, nothing left in my mouth. Gone. A few remnants. It like totally disintegrated. But that taste is still there. That taste is still there. Sandra says, would that grade a 3.4? Probably. Cam to Janny. He's talking about Cam Neely to Craig Janney for the goal. Tastes like ice. Larry Morris remembers it well. Barry Moss looking for the Pat Elenick rookie. No doubt. <laughs> Let's hope Tag has a great dental plan. I'm going to need one now. Good stuff. All right, next card. From the Calgary Flames, Jamie McCowan. He still does commercials here. This guy still lives here. Bernie Nichols. This guy played wing with Wayne Gretzky. And uh, and scored like a, he had like 150 points one year. Yeah, here, check this out. So this guy, Bernie Nichols, probably, you know, you guys probably never heard of him, a lot of you non-hockey guys, but look at the stats on the back. Look at that bottom row. He had 70 goals and and 80 assists in 79 games for 150 points, okay? Bernie Nichols, who many of you haven't heard, had 150 points. Connor McDavid, Sidney Crosby, Alex Ovechkin have never had 150 points in their career and likely never will. The game has changed, but Bernie Nichols had 150 points with 70 goals and 80 assists. Nobody scores 70 goals anymore. I think we had the first, I think Austin Matthews cracked the 60-goal barrier this past season for the first time anyone did in like 15 years. Nichols had 70 goals. Now, Wayne Gretzky probably, you know, fed him 65 passes to score 70 of those goals. But still, Bernie Nichols, was uh, he was a stud there for a couple of years playing, playing with Wayne Gretzky. Next card is John Tonelli, another L.A. King. Alf Samuelson. This was uh, Mario Lemieux's bodyguard for several years, although Mario was a pretty pretty tough guy himself. And the last card, Thomas Sandstrom. Actually, he had quite a career. And if he was, you know, he's a guy that if he was a rookie, if his rookie year was like coming up or this year or last year, he'd be hot in the hobby for quite some time. And now, nothing. No hobby love at all. That's the pack. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven cards and a stomachache. Thank you very much. And maybe the coolest part of all is the wrapper, which I'm going to give to my friend Brett. I have a pile of wrappers waiting for him. All right, let's hope I sleep okay after eating that thing. Mitch says, Bernie Nichols, crazy underrated. Yeah, for 150 points one year, definitely. Brad says Bernie Nichols was a super nice guy when with the Blackhawks always hung out at Chelly's Chili Chili Bar after the games. Yeah, I went to Chelly's Chili Bar one night after a Blackhawks game myself. Mitch says that McDavid will get 150 if the pace keeps moving in the direction it's headed. Yeah, I'd love to see him do it. I'd love to see him do it. Mark Santucci has heard of Bernie Nichols. Jake says Jeremy says he threw the Threes Company gum away, but he secretly would eat a piece every day until it was gone. Busted. Busted. McDavid was on pace for 144 the COVID-shortened year. Yeah, I'd love to see him do it. I would love to see him do it. 
Baz says, I played against Bernie's younger brother in high school. He was good too. Halliburton. Very nice. Very nice. You're welcome, Brad. And yeah, Sandstrom was a great player. I mean, Sandstrom played in the, I believe in the Gretzky years in LA. And uh, he was, he was a great player. His rookie is the same year as Marilyn Muse, but it's like a $4 card type of thing. Just not much love. Just not much love for, uh, for Thomas Sandstrom. So I showed you guys this tag sob a few minutes ago. I also keep this on my desk because right in front of me, I have, you know, they're not there right now because I'm doing the show and I got my camera there, but I have these little stands and I kind of put them right here on the same little, I keep a, I keep a two row box here to prop up my, my camera just because I'm tall. Right. And I have, I keep the McDavid uh, PMG and my, what my golden treasures or what, you non-hockey guys would call Super Factor, Sidney Crosby. I just keep them right there, and I just kind of look at them as I'm sitting here. They're the cards I have on display. They look uh, they look awesome. If you want to see again, I'll just show you the Crosby. This is the it's the one of one right there from twenty. This is eighteen nineteen, I believe. Oh, it says around the top twenty nineteen uh, platinum, the Golden Treasures, which is like the Super Factor one of one, and. Um, I mean, just like most cards, I, I think looks super good in the tag slab. And the tag slab is, I mean, you can't wait till you guys can hold one in your hand for yourselves and just feel like when you hold it like this, it's like ergonomically meant to be held by your hand. And, you know, I don't have any other slabs or do I have a non-tag slab out right now? I don't think I do. I don't have any non-tag slabs out right now, but this feels so good when you hold it like this. And of course... And the plastic is the, I'm telling you, it's the clearest plastic, <clears throat> excuse me, the clearest plastic in the game, in grading, bar none. My favorite slab, uh, aside from tag, is the CSG slab. I think it's really, it's a it's a nice slab. It's it's really nice, good plastic. But the, it, when you put it next to the tag slab, it has a, a tint of blue to it. It's, it's not completely clear. This one is. So I just love looking at my cards in them. All right. What, what did I miss here? What did I miss here from you guys? Pretty sure I said chew the gum, not eat. I had no option there, Darren. I have no option. It it disintegrated in my mouth. There was no chewing to be had. Showman. I'll take it. I'll take it. Fun trivia question for Jeremy. Who are the only two players besides Gretzky and Lemieux to put up 150 points in one season? One is Steve Eiserman. I know that. And the other one... Eiserman and... No, it's Gordy Howe never did. Well, we said we have Lemieux there. It's not Dion or Stasny. And it's Eisenman for sure, bleeding blue. Who is the other one? Hold on. Damn, you got you're stumping me here, Mitch. I know I know I would I should know this. It's not, is it it's not Curry. I don't know. I'm going to, I'm going to, uh, LaFontaine. I think it is LaFontaine, isn't it? Albert Jones says LaFontaine. I believe it's LaFontaine. Larry, what did Larry say? Esposito. It was Esposito. Okay. Yeah. I wouldn't have, I don't think I would have meant, I don't think I would have named Esposito there, but if it's, if it's him, then, then good stuff. I thought, I thought LaFontaine was a great guess. 
Brad says, if you got the chili, Chelios, Chelios' dad, Gus, served it up and was always wearing Chris's championship ring from the Canadians. Too good, too good. LaFontaine was 148. There you go. There you go. Something yeah, I, I knew he I knew he had a good year. Darren says dense, clear plastic. So yes, it really is. The 71 season for Esposito. Good. So I used to love this trivia question. And I it's changed, but my this trivia question, I used to ask this. I remember if any of you out there in Winnipeg, I used to bartend at the Moxies at Polo Park. And I used to ask all of our guests this this trivia question. Of, and this is it's a bit of a tough one, I guess. Of all the thousand point men in NHL history, how well which ones had more goals than assists? So of all the thousand point men, who had more goals than assists? And back in '97, there were only four guys that qualified for that answer. And now I think there's like six or seven that might fit it. And I don't know that I can name all of them, but I do have a note on this. So let me let me see if I can find the answer and then I can put that out to you. Yeah, I do have it. So now I believe there's seven people. So let's see. Let's see. The, okay. Bossy is one of them. Hull. So Baz says Hall. Brad says Brett Hall. Brett Hall is definitely one of them. Grotman says Ovechkin. So I don't Yeah. Ovechkin <coughs> is probably there or I'm sure he is, but I don't even have him on my list. Because I haven't updated this list in so long. Uh, Burray is not a thousand point man. Jagger, I do not believe, is one of them. Card Vibe is guessing Jagger. I mean, you could check. I have a list here that I updated. When was this updated? Uh, in August, The last time I updated my list was August 2010. Okay, so 12 years have gone by. Maybe Jagger is one now. I could add to my list if, if someone could confirm, that'd be really cool. But I do not believe Beret is there. Yeah, Maurice is not a thousand point man. Otherwise, he would definitely be on there. Adam Oates, no, he was an assist guy. He wasn't, he was an assist guy, Albert Jones. You should know that. Solani, I believe, is on the list. Let me just check again. Well, he wasn't on the list in 2010. Is he there now? I'm not sure. Here, I'm going to bring up the. I'm going to find the the stats on this so we can we can know for sure. I'm sure a, son, a couple of you had this have this up. Brad says Oates, Fedorov, and Hall. So which Hall? We've already named Brett Hall. Uh, Oates definitely not. Fedorov not. Cicerelli is one of them. Cicerelli is one of the originals. You are right about that. Wayne Wayne says Cicerelli is definitely on the list. Let's see. Uh, hockey stats, all-time records. I'm just going to sort by points, NHL, and then we can confirm all this. That's actually not. Oh well, yeah, that'll do it. That'll do. It. I want to find out about Solani. Was he more goals and assists overall? He was not. Solani was more assists than goals. Bobby Hall, you guys are right. Both Halls are on the list. Bobby and Brett are on the list. Jagger isn't. So the original list was Brett Hall, Bobby Hall, Dino Cicerelli, again, back in 97. Four players. Hall, Hall, Cicerelli. I guess Bossy had to have been on there too. I don't know. Was any, yeah, Bossy was mentioned right away. 
Brad says, Brett Hall, not Bobby. They're both there. Tim Kerr is not there. He's not, I don't think he's a thousand point man. Mike Gartner. There you go, Mitch. Mike Gartner is one of the originals as well. Fedorov is not. Uh, Facebook user says Gartner. Yes. There's two more that I had back in 2010 that haven't been named yet. I mean, no cheating, guys, unless you want to, I guess. <laughs> so let's see. I want to see who might have reached the, might have got there in the last 10 years. So I'm just going to change this to goals. And let's see. So Jagger is not even close. 1,155 assists over 766 goals. Uh, Lafleur is guest, not correct. Andrechuk is guest. I don't think he's there. Uh, let me see, Andrechuk. Where is Andrechuk? Is he a thousand point man even? Yeah, I think he is. Oh, there he is. Andrechuk is not on the list. Six hundred and forty goals, six hundred and ninety eight assists. Esposito is there. Joe Newendike is correct. Joe Newendike is on the list. He is definitely there. I don't know how the split was, but uh, back when I when I noted it, he had 564 goals and 562 assists, basically 50-50, Mitch. Almost makes you think you might have looked. You might have looked, Mitch. You might have looked. Ron Francis, I don't believe, is there. Cam Neely, I don't believe, is there. Cole Caulfield, he's on track for it. He's on track for it for sure. Let's see, Ron Francis. Let's look at Ron Francis for a moment because, I mean, Ron Francis is – one of the uh, top five all-time point getters. I think he's number two or three, actually. Well, so I got to go back to points. So Francis is the fifth leading scorer in NHL history. Not even close. 549 goals, 1,249 assists. Sakic Esposito, Bork, Joe Thornton is an assist guy. Mark Recchi didn't do it. Nikita Solani wasn't there. Gilmore. Let's see Ovechkin. He, Ovechkin's, is he there? Yeah, 780 goals over 630 assists. So Ovechkin's on the list. Mark Recchi's not even close. What are you guys saying? Anything else? <clears throat> Shanahan is not there. I'm going to confirm that actually, but I'm almost certain he's not. Shanahan was 600. He's close though. 656 goals, 698 assists. Good morning to you, Dave Durango. Mitch says, I've been reading hockey stamps since I was born. There we go. Jay Wilson calls it out. Keith Kachuk is on the list. Keith Kachuk. So we've now listed the six that I had on my, I had seven on my list back that I made in 2010. Craig Simpson, no Wayne. He's not even a thousand point man. Ron Francis, no, as you said. Ovechkin is. Kachuk is. He is. You guys get it. Got it there. Michel Goulet, one of my all-time favorite players to watch play. Him and Denny Savard were so entertaining to watch in the 80s. Goulet is a thousand point man, but he's definitely not a goals more than assists guy. Yeah, there is now... 93 1,000-point men, 93 of them. When I I started collecting the 1,000-point men rookie cards in like 1988 or 89, and I had them all done, uh, I don't know how many years later, probably took me 10 years, I had every 1,000-point man's rookie card when there were 60, I think, what did I say, 61 or 66 of them, 
Now there's 93 and I no longer have them all. But I also don't strive to anymore. So that's fair too, right? Steve Shutt, no Wayne, not even close. Lapper in the house. What's going on, buddy? Yes, Neuendike is on the list. Jerome McGinley. Yeah, where did he end up? I mean, he's a thousand point guy. Where did he end up for, <clears throat> for goals versus assists? 1,300 points even he retired with. That's pretty cool. 625 goals, 675 assists for Jerome McGinley. Lanny, not even a thousand point man, I don't think. Is he? Is Lanny a thousand point man? Maybe he is actually. He must be. And he must be a thousand point man, right? He is a thousand and six points for Lanny McDonald in his career. He just made it. 500 goals, 506 assists. Very close. Stamkos could get there. Cicerelli is one of them bleeding blue. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. <clears throat> I don't know what that means, uh, Facebook user. I'm sorry. Lanny retired as soon as he got 500 goals. He sure did. 500 even for Lanny McDonald. So uh, let's look. Uh, if we're talking about overall points, Steven Stamkos has 972 points. He'll definitely become a thousand point man. And his he's currently sitting at 481 goals and 491 assists. Yeah, you got to wonder if he'll get there. I don't know. It'll be tough to, to be more goals and assists, but he'll definitely become a thousand point man. Jason Spezza, did he retire? Because he's five points short. I think he retired. Maybe not. I don't know. I might have heard he retired. Patrice Bergeron is 18 points away. He's not retired. He's going to get there, which will be awesome. Jeremy Roenick is a thousand point man, but not more goals and assists. Spezza retired, so he's, he retired five points shy of a thousand points. Jake's toe is just lost in this conversation. No idea at all. That's okay. Can learn to be. Yeah, we've lost about 20 viewers getting into this uh, this hockey, this deep, this stat oriented hockey talk here, but uh, it's fun when you're talking about trivia questions. Anyone else have a trivia question out there? We can do trivia night. We're almost at an hour, guys. I got to go to sleep. Anyone else have a trivia question? We can go for a few more minutes here. I thought we'd do like 30, 40 minutes and we're at 58 minutes already. But hey, time flies when you're having fun. It's like I'm looking for things to show you guys. I don't I don't have much more on my desk to show you. No, just like non... Here's a couple cards that I picked up. I'll show you these cards while we're waiting for another... Uh, for more comments. Just some random sort of cards. I picked these up. Well, actually... When I, when I bought my 61 Fleer basketball pack, I bought this from uh, Bullpen LA in LA. I said, bought it from their Burbank store. I bought this from, Burbank, from Bullpen Sports Cards in their Burbank location, which is really close to the Burbank Sports Card store. I bought this, and, uh, and Mitch there threw these two cards in for me as part of the deal. This is cool because it's a Peyton Manning refractor. It's a PSA 10, as you can see. Oh, so I do have a couple of non- tag slabs on the desk they were buried under a piece of paper but when i compare how they feel in hand this this tag slab is just superior it's, it's absolutely superior to the psa slab and i take nothing i'm not i'm not trying to not, you know cast shade on psa i've got tons of psa cards in my collection and i like them but the slab just doesn't compare this is a cool griffey card ex century and peyton manning yeah all right, back to comments, back to comments. 
Well, at least you find it interesting, Jake. That's good to know. Darren says, completely off topic, but how much do you think Albert Pujols' card values are dependent upon him reaching 700? That's interesting. That's interesting. Um, I think there's probably a lot of that built in. Isn't he like three away now? But, I mean, he's. I don't think it really is going to matter for him. I think it would be... I think there would be some little tick related to 700, but he's already at 697. Is he 698 even now? I don't know. Good question, Darren. Not sure. I do own his SP Authentic rookie. I have it in a PSA 9 holder. Great card. So, hey, the more home runs, the better for anyone who owns it. Uh, here's a trivia question. Highest scoring NHL family. I do know the answer to this question, but I'll let see if anyone else answers it yet yeah, no one has answered it but i know some of you will know it's kind of a trick question actually so let's see if anyone else gets it in the meantime mitch says name the goalie with more shutout wins than non-shutout wins i can't i can't he's a hall of famer oh uh what's his name the guy that the, is it the guy that that Jock Plant took over for, uh, what's his name, McNeil or something like that? Or one goal allowed. Okay, I don't know. Does the card father know you went to another card shop? Sure he does. Sure he does. I love Griffey too. Card Vibe says the gum eating made this live unmatched. Thank you, Card Vibe. Always enjoy. Always enjoy having, well, great having you on, on, on in the chat here, Card Vibe. Thanks for, thanks for uh, checking it out. Darren says PSA should consider upgrading their slab material. I hope they don't, personally. Mitch says, I think people usually bake accomplishments into prices as soon as they begin to expect them to reach those milestones. Definitely already have to. Yeah, Mitch is bang on here. Bang on here. Uh, But he's not right on this one when he says the Sutters as the leading uh, scoring NHL family. Lapper got it. It is the Gretzkys. Wayne and Brent. Wayne and Brent both uh, played in the NHL. They're the highest scoring NHL. I think second would actually probably be the Sedins at this point. Daniel and Henrik Sedin are both, I believe they're both thousand point men or, or darn close to it and uh, had very long careers. Are they thousand point men? Maybe not. But they're both, oh yeah, they are. They're both thousand point men. Henrik had a thousand seventy points. Daniel had a thousand forty one. They played together their whole career on the same team. 2018, they were drafted together. It was pretty awesome. Pretty awesome story about the, the Sedin brothers. Barry knew it was the it was Gretzky. Oh, Mark says the Howes. Yeah, I mean the Howes. Are they probably ahead of the Sedins even? I don't think the Sutters are even close, to be honest. Wayne says Esposito and Dryden were the main goalies in the '72 Summit Series. They played four games each. When they were not playing, they did not dress. Who was the backup for the eight games but did not play? Joe Daly. I'm gonna guess Joe Daly. Uh, Bernie Perrant. I would guess Bernie Perrant would be my, my best guess. Hainsworth, that's who I was thinking. Yeah, that's who I was thinking of, Mitch. Thank you. I said McNeil because I couldn't think of Hainsworth. But I, I was looking for Hainsworth. What is your top N- NBA top 10 all time? Oh, see, I don't know. I almost need a master list. But here, I'm going to take a stab at it. I'm going to take a stab at it. And don't kill me if I miss somebody key. Michael Jordan, LeBron James, Kobe Bryant, Magic Johnson, Larry Bird, Will Chamberlain, Bill Russell, Julius Irving. I I think Steph Curry is is up there. 
And then after that, I just don't feel like qualified to speak on it. So I'm at nine. I don't know who the 10th is. Like I know some people, Shaquille O'Neal, Hakeem Olajuwon, Oscar Robertson. I mean, there's a bunch. Tim Duncan. Yeah, Tim Duncan's great. A great person in there. Listen, I'm not a basketball expert, but all these names I mentioned. And uh, yeah, I think Tim Duncan's probably can be in there. I think top 12 is easy. Oh, Kareem, of course. I didn't, I forgot about Kareem. He'd be my 10th. For sure. And I'd put him in. I'd put him in. I Tim Duncan doesn't make my 10. My 10 is what I listed. Um, the big O is probably in there. I can't speak, Michael. Like I never, I don't know much about the big O. Giannis is gonna make a threat. He's threatening to get in there. You know, Luca, like top 20 is just a more easier to do. top 10 is too controversial, too tough. Dirk, Jordan calls out Dirk. Yeah, Dirk's like, of course, he calls him out. He's in his he's in his avatar with him, but. Dirk is right up there, right? I like the top 15 or top 20 discussion a lot more, for sure. What does that add up to there, Grotman? What does that add up to? Oh, Brent had 829 points. So, yeah, that's probably more than the Sedins even. Too many to list as the top 10, yeah. Julius Irving over Duncan. Wow, yeah, but remember, I'm not a basketball expert. Like, I'm just not. But Dr. J, to me, is just, like, legendary. Duncan, hey, man, I watched Tim Duncan's... uh, Hall of Fame induction, and let me tell you, like, what an impressive guy he is. But I watched, I I watched the bulk of my basketball in the '80s. That's when I I watched when Jordan was just coming up. I was a Pistons fan, and I can explain that. I know a lot of people don't like the. I was a Pistons fan because that was the TV station I was getting when I had my first TV in my bedroom, like in in the, like the mid '80s. And I was watching. We'd get Detroit news, and I would watch the Detroit highlights, and. Uh, and I became a fan of the bad boys when they were beating the Portland Trailblazers in the playoffs every year. That's what I remember. Some battles against, uh, of course, against the Bulls as well. I like the doctor too. I, I saw the doctor outside of, uh, show you guys this picture. This is from this in Atlantic City or uh, back in July. I was walking out of a restaurant and lo and behold, also walking out of the restaurant was none other than Dr. Julius Irving. So that was, I just got a, oh, look, I'm wearing the same shirt there as I am right now. But uh, yeah, the lighting wasn't great as you can see on either of us, but that's me in the dock right there. Really cool. So yeah, he's going to make my top 10 list. Sutter family has 3,200 points and is number one. Come on. 3,200? Well, I guess we're wrong on it being Gretzky then. I always thought it was Gretzky. I'm 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 shocked. I'm shocked. And I stand corrected as well. Good night, Baz. Good night. Appreciate you. Albert Jones, as long as Jordan is number one, I'll agree with your list. Yeah, he is for me. He is for me. Mr. Fundamental, Tim Duncan. So so the long-standing hockey trivia question being which family has the most points and and it's always been like thought to be, and I've been misled. I don't know, didn't, didn't, I guess I didn't do my own due diligence. That's shame on me for sure, because I've always thought that it was uh, the Gretzky's. But if that adds up to over 3,000, then it's not the Gretzky's. So oh, you're a bad boys fan as well. Very cool. Very cool. Yeah. Back in the day, Isaiah Thomas, Joe Dumars, these were my guys. Vinnie Johnson, you know, Bill Lambeer, uh, John Sally. 
Chuck Daly. I mean, that's when I was, I used to run home from school to watch the Pistons play, play basketball. Many people think the latest is always the greatest. Not true. Otto Graham won seven titles in 10 years pre-Super Bowl era and gets no respect because he played long ago. Yeah, that's exactly right. Recency bias. That's what it is, Chris. You're, you're 100% right. Uh, Darren says that Jordan should have been the MVP every year he played. Same with LeBron up until Giannis. And now Giannis should be every year moving forward until he gets to it. Well, I understand what you're saying, Darren, but we we just cannot we cannot logically say that he should be every year moving forward because we don't know what he's going to do. We I mean we hope he if his trajectory remains on the same trajectory, then sure, I think you can make that. But it's tough to say that he should be because you know Luca could step up or or Jaw or one of these other guys could all of a sudden be better. I, I don't know. We'll see. Hall family's number two. So Bobby, oh, that's a bit, is that, can we count brothers? I guess we can count them, right? Bobby and Bobby and Dennis were brothers and Brett was the son. So there we go. Jake says, everybody thinks I wear the same shirt every day, but I have like 20 Zag shirts. Very nice. Mitch says, I'm just going to pretend like I didn't hear that Jeremy was a Pistons fan. That's fine. <laughs> I was, I got to tell you, but I mean, I'm not a Pistons fan anymore. I was a Pistons fan in the 80s. And then I really stopped watching basketball. Like in the nineties. Now I watch when you know when the Raptors came into the league, I got into it a little bit again. Brad was at a Hawks game and one of the Sutters got hurt. Someone shouted, just roll him off the ice. He's a Sutter, they'll make more. <laughs> That's pretty funny. No one plays both ends of the floor. Like, and listen, I'm not I'm not trying to take anything away from Giannis. I just, you know, just kind of logically speaking, I don't know if we can for sure say he's gonna win the rest, but hey, he very easily could. And I'm, but I'm with you, Darren. Like to me, from what I've seen, he's amazing. Like he's amazing. I love Steph Curry, though. I love, I love Steph. And I'm, I mean, he may not be as as you know, around as rounded of a player as Giannis. I'm not even qualified to speak on this, but I love. I just love Steph's. I mean, he's he's a point getter. He's a point getter. Like there's just no no two ways about it. And point getters help you win games, and that's what's important. But Giannis is awesome too. Brandon Sutter assist this goal, the Sutter family. Just past the Hall family. Now leads the NHL family scoring race. Third place belongs to Stasny's. Gretzky's are in fourth. So the Gretzky's aren't even close. Boy, I've been misled on that one. If they would actually define what the MVP award really is, then we could make these types of arguments of who should have won, who should have won when. The media decides what they think an MVP. Yeah, I know Mitch makes a great point, right? I mean... It's so subjective. It's based on the media. It's not like I prefer in hockey. There's a there's another award. Is it the Pearson or something that is that is voted on by the players for the most valuable player, not by the media. The Hart Trophy goes out to the best player as voted by the media, and that trophy gets way more kind of celebration than the other one. Which I is it the Pearson Mitch? Is that what it's called? That is awarded to the player. The most valuable player voted on by the players. That's the one that should matter more. They know who's good. They're playing against them. 82 games a season. That's who should, that's who should be voting for MVP. So which one is it? What no, it's not. Is it the Lindsay? The Lindsay is okay. So the Lindsay is uh is the trophy awarded, named after Ted Lindsay, uh, who played with Gordy Howe. Um, the Lindsay trophy, as Mitch confirmed, is awarded to the player voted most voted MVP by the other players. That should be the most important trophy. 
Chris says there should be a most outstanding player separate from MVP. Fair enough. Jake says Otani or Judge for MVP. Can't comment. Can't. From what I hear, they're both having great seasons. And from what I hear, Otani's like the best player ever. So maybe Otani, but I don't know. I think Judge is just a home run guy. Again, I don't know. Don't please don't don't hold against me what I'm saying because I don't watch baseball. I just I just hear what I see. I just all I know is what I see people posting on Instagram. Really, Darren says Curry is amazing too. Always been wishing somehow they would team up in Milwaukee. Yeah, that would be amazing, right? Lapper says Brandon Sutter still going for the Sutters too. I didn't know that. I know I'm with you, Jeremy. Was lost on that one. Yeah, not only was I lost on that one. I was saying something as fact that was not fact, and I, I don't like when people do that, so I need to check myself on that for sure. But I was I thought it was a fact, but boy, was I wrong on that one. Brad says, thought the Pearson was a sportsmanship. You know, yeah, again, I, I, I think that's probably it. We found out now that uh, Brandon Sutter has retired. Michael Stone says, like Randy Moss in football, his stats don't put him number two, but his impact puts him right behind Rice. And that's my understanding as well, that Randy Moss is kind of like the, the second best receiver of all time. Larry Fitzgerald's got to be up there too, right? Yeah. Oh, that's uh, that's you, Jason. Good to see you. Chrissy says, I put Fitzgerald ahead of Moss. He didn't take playoff. He didn't take playoffs? Payoffs? Not sure what, what that means. But um, yeah, I, th- I think uh, Fitzgerald is, I mean, I know a bit about Fitzgerald and uh Great player. Is he ahead of Rice or ahead of Moss? I don't know, but I think it's clear that Rice is the goat of all the go to goats as far as receivers goes. Is Panini, is Fanatics going to buy Panini? Asks Willie T. I can only speculate. A lot of people are speculating or claim to have, have claim to have some really good insider information. I believe that if it is going to happen, that they maybe will announce it at the industry summit at the end of the month. Um, that would maybe be the place they do it. Maybe maybe they do it the week leading up to it. I don't know why they would want to do it there anyway. I mean, it may, might make sense to just do it before. Anyway, we'll see. I don't know. Don't know the answer, Willie T. Brandon Sutter has the distinction of being the first cup RPA I ever pulled. That's kind of neat. That's kind of neat, Mitch. Fitzgerald didn't have the impact Moss had. Way better teammate, though. Fair, fair comments, I'm sure. Otani continues to be a one-of-a-kind player. Judge will win it for the different storyline. Okay, good to know. Cool stuff. All right, guys. Hour 15 of After Hours. It's 1.30 a.m. on the East Coast. Who here is on the East Coast that is still up? You guys need to get to sleep. If you're on the West Coast, it's only, what, 10.30? Lots of time for you guys to stay up. Oh, well, LaDainian was a, was a running back, though. He wasn't a receiver. But I, I guess you're, you, you don't. That's not the point of it, right? It says no love for Ladainian Tomlinson in the hobby. What, a, what a guy to watch back in my. Yeah, I, I know. Like Ladain, back when I was even doing some football fantasy, Ladainian Tomlinson was like the number one guy. So it's interesting. Um, they don't have super long careers. He played for San Diego, didn't he, for most of his career? Maybe that held them back a little bit. Jake's toe says, just curious how the trade safe is going. Haven't heard much about it lately. I have no idea, Jake's toe. I am no longer a I am no longer a part of Trade Safe, so I have no idea if it's still around. I haven't talked to the guys in um, haven't even talked to the guys in a couple months now. Really, uh, had I mean, I've talked to them a little bit, but I haven't. I have no idea if Trade Safe is still a thing or not. Uh, Lapper, oh, we did that one. 
Scott says, I believe the trivia question is Gretzky's are the highest scoring pair of brothers. Ah, that's probably it. That's probably it. I, hey, I got to look for something to get me out of that, that uh, misstatement I made. I'll take that. I'll take that. Thank you, Scott Neighbor. Appreciate you, buddy. Chris says, Julio Rodriguez could be in five years what Griffey was to the game. He could be. I, I, I don't know anything about Julio Rodriguez. I know he's hot right now, but that's it. Albert Mann, 230 in New Brunswick. Yeah, you're in you're 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 in the the Atlantic time zone. Justin, I drink coffee at 1 30 a.m. I love coffee. I love coffee, and uh, I only drink like one or two cups a day, if that. But you just said it, and I'm not craving it. The Angels suck this year. Mark's on the East Coast. Mitch says, last question: What's your favorite card you remember seeing from the 0809 packout that you never saw surface? Oh, Mitch, I don't know, dude. I mean, I don't know. I can't answer that. Uh, keep in mind, I saw 28,000 cards in four days. So I, I just, and not surfaced. I, I don't have a memory that good, buddy. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. If I can think of some, I'll, I'll have to get back to you. Darren says, I got Tomlinson for fantasy football when you're too late. And Robert Gray, welcome, says, Fitzgerald has the fun stat of having more tackles than drop passes at wide receiver 39 versus 29 over 1,300 interceptions, more tackles than drop pass. Like, that is extraordinary. Extraordinary. I hope I can remember that because that that sets him apart, right? To me, I don't know what, what Moss's stats are, but to me, that right there makes me want to get a card, of a, a Fitzgerald card. Like, that's unbelievable. Only 29 drop passes over 1,300 receptions. Now, I don't know, I don't know what, what an average is, but that seems really low to me. Jake, so how long should I expect a card to come from Nova Scotia to Washington State? Three days. No, I have no idea, buddy. I have no idea. And my buddy Jason says, I'm still missing two Sutter cards from 809, the cup. Yeah, that was uh, that was his rookie year. Okay, guys, this has been fun. Glad we did this, but uh, I got to pack it in. It's late, and, um, and my voice is held up somehow, but I don't know how much longer I'm going to go, so... I think that's it. I think that's it. Agree, Darren. Agree. Okay. Well, glad we got an after hours in here. It's been a while. Thank you guys for joining. Thanks for uh, for kind of encouraging uh, me to, to come back on for the late show. Thanks again to Jeff Hart for uh, guesting with us earlier today. A lot of fun with Jeff. Thank you for thanks to all of you guys for being here. I appreciate all of you. Thank you, Barry. I'll get to see you, buddy. Jake. Thank you, Brad. Thank you, guys. I am back tomorrow, 7 o'clock Eastern, with uh, with Rob Girard, the sports card therapist. Uh, we have the PWCC Premier Auction on Thursday. I will be out of town for the, for the Thursday show and the Saturday show and the Sunday show next week. I will be uh, streaming from an Airbnb in Winnipeg, Manitoba. So that's where I will be. So get ready for a new background. And uh, and then Thursday with Adam Gray, we have Filmington joining as the special guest on the PWCC show as well. And we have Matt Wirth joining us for Sports Cars Live next Saturday, also known as Cage Lawyer from Lucas, Tigers, and Bronze. Thank you, Jeremy. Good to see you. Mark, good stuff. Mitch, have a good night too. Thanks for joining, guys. I am ending it right now. Thanks again for joining. This After Hours episode is over. Seeking the truth never gets old. 
Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.